Welcome to the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that takes a look at all things marketing in the world of sports. I'm your host, Rob Cressy, founder of Bacon Sports and Crest Media. Joining me, the CEO of Sports One Marketing, a firm he co-founded with Hall of Fame quarterback Warren Moon. He is also the executive producer, judge, and host of Entrepreneur Media's original show, Elevator Pitch, which has received over 20 million views. And he is the host of The Playbook, a top five podcast on iTunes, David Meltzer. Hey, Rob. Great to be on. Super excited to be chatting with you, David. Today's topic, sports sponsorships and how to spend your money wisely. And I want to look at this from both a micro and macro level. That way we can speak to the small business owner who is thinking about sponsoring something local, as well as the big brands who have the dollars to spend and plenty options to choose from. So, David, when evaluating a sports sponsorship, what should brands be focusing on? What they should be focusing in on is the production of the production, no matter what size they are. And that allows a small brand that's sponsoring a golf tournament, right? How do I get my $5,000 worth of value because I have a whole sponsorship and I'm in a golf uh, cart with three other people that I'm hoping to do business with? Well, today we have an exceptional opportunity that allows us to leverage that traditional sponsorship into a world of 3.2 billion people. Meaning, if all I need is someone with a camera that can capture me, meeting all the people, hosting all the people, you know, my little sign on, on the golf stand, a little bit of music, background, B-roll, and I create a nice 30-second, 60-second, and three-minute spot that I then can post up onto Facebook and buy specific ads in the demographic if I'm a local pizza shop I now can buy that demographic so inexpensively to drive traffic. And then there's also the ability to use stuff like the aggregated marketing platform where I can now leverage an offer to not only the people at the golf tournament, but everybody in the area that I want combined into the content. Even though when it was happening, all I had was a golf cart and one little sign on a, on a hole. So really, I think what you're saying is the importance of integrating and activating around your sponsorship. Absolutely. And capturing. Don't forget to capture it and present it correctly to a larger audience. What do you think about the NBA jersey sponsorships? It's something that as fans, you would have thought there would be more negative bias towards it. But it was only a little blip on the radar. And I'm someone who loves sports. I love jerseys and jersey culture. And I actually don't think that it's a bad thing. What are your thoughts on jersey sponsorships? And do you think that they're worth it? Uh, yes and yes. I, I really like the jersey sponsorships. It provides a, not only a new jersey that can be sold, but it also provides exceptional brand hijacking and, and marketing for the company and value. It's constantly on all types of content. It's, it's very apparent. People, if they're not familiar with their logo, are looking it up to see what that little R means or whatever it is. If you are a common brand, it's just reinforcing the alignment, the profile and branding of your brand. But it's constantly being repurposed and utilized. And then furthermore, like I said, it's another revenue stream for the team to sell a different jersey, uh, which has always been you know, a very valuable tool of merchandising uh, to get that jersey with the logo on it so you know that's the real game jersey. Let's go on the largest level, Super Bowl sponsorships. So all the attention will be on the Super Bowl. Or is there value there and are Super Bowl sponsorships worth it? So there's so many different kinds of Super Bowl sponsorships. You have to be careful. 
they definitely can be worth it. And, you know, companies like GoDaddy, for example, if you're utilizing a $5 million 30 second spot, and that's what you call a sponsorship uh, at the Super Bowl, you got to make sure that you're utilizing it in the way that you can monetize it correctly. Meaning you should have trailers and previews to your commercial you should be building up to the commercial as if it was a star wars movie and then of course you have competition to make sure that your pr team's placing it in the top five super bowl ads afterwards and you know and then even after that you want it to go viral and you're repurposing it with many different versions that maybe they didn't see kind of like the movie that has three different endings so there's so many different ways that you can get value with the biggest stage with the most expensive sponsorship but like i said you also can get really small sponsorships if you create content from it and you just take some little party that may not be on the radar or some show that may not be on the radar repurpose it redistribute it you can get substantial value by brand hijacking the big game with what you're doing i'll give you an example last year forbes followed me around kind of the inside man of the super bowl and i was able through forbes to hijack the super bowl with a small tiny brand and it escalated my presence and my brand beyond anything i could imagine because i created a very unique way of tying in dave Meltzer with the biggest game on earth. Open-endedly, what do you think is undervalued right now in sports sponsorships, if anything? Oh, I, I think esports. I, I don't think that brands get the advantage of working with you know Overwatch or Twitch or some of these teams and personalities. When you look at the audiences that are there in person as well as online, that it is so inexpensive to tie your brand in into both traditional and digital media and get in track sales, drive sales and aggregate data. It's incredible the value that you can get from esports. And unfortunately, most of the decision makers from corporations who are spending those marketing dollars are so separated and don't so miss. I mean, we can't we can't even get them to figure out Snapchat and Instagram, let alone esports when they figure it out. They're going to be behind the curve from, you know, hopefully guys like me who have been involved in researching, more interested in interesting and trying to figure out how best to monetize esports. So what's one step that a listener could take that says, you know what, David, I agree with you. I want to be in esports, but you know what? I don't know anything about it. So even taking myself as an example, I've tried to learn as much about esports as possible because I understand attention. And what's the first step someone or a brand should take to say, I want to get involved in esports? That's a great question. Like anything else, the biggest mistake people uh, make in any new sport or new venture is they don't do the simple thing to ask for help. I always say that you should have three mentors at all times in your life people that sit in the situation that you want to be in. So if you're interested in esports, you don't have to figure it out for yourself. All you have to do is figure out who knows about it and then ask them for help. So for example, when I was building my digital brand, I went to Gary V and said, Hey Gary, you have a sports agency. I'd love to be of service and help you out to understand what I knew from running the most notable sports agency in the world. But can you help me? Because I don't know anything about this whole follow me around with a camera every day situation that you do, these vlogs. But meanwhile, now I'm one of the top vloggers, you know, the podcast, all this stuff. Well, I didn't figure it out myself. I just asked Gary for help. So I would go to, you know, one of the owners of an esport team, to Blizzard, you know, Overwatch, one of these places, find an executive, say, hey, can I buy you a beer? Can I get you on my podcast? 
and then just ask for help so they can teach you what they know and then you can figure out how to monetize it with your unique experience. And let's go on the flip side. Is there something that you believe is overrated in sports sponsorships right now? Yeah, commercials, straight traditional media. So what's overrated is buying a digital sign in a basketball, football, hockey game and doing nothing with it other than letting it just sit on TV as you think people are going to want to buy your brand because they see that McDonald's M everywhere they go. Not happening. Way overpriced. Now, if you can repurpose it, recontent and redistribute. Man, you are on fire, but that's the most overrated sponsorship there is. Which is a great segue to the one takeaway from the show. So for me, it's important to make sure that a sponsorship goes full circle and includes an activation side of things because a logo ain't gonna do it. What about you, David? What is your takeaway? You know, my takeaway is in sponsorship, advertising activation, ask for help. You know, I'm a little bit of a spiritual guy. I just think that people try to do things on their own. You can still be creative and unique, but it's great to leverage the past. Remember, if you study the history in the past, you learn human nature. And that's the biggest lesson that you can have in marketing and sponsorship. And now time for the action item. Tell your sports marketing friends about the sports marketing huddle. And the number one thing you can do to help us is subscribe on iTunes and give us a rating and review. It helps with discovery and allows us to provide more value to others. If you have any thoughts about this episode, definitely hit me up on Twitter at Rob Cressy. And David, where can people connect with you? At David Meltzer or DaveMeltzer.com. Love to hear from anyone.